0: The Supply and Chain Podcasts. We are your hosts, Leo and Christine. Welcome to a new episode of The Supply and Chain. This week, our guest is Alex Diderman.
1: Alex is co-founder and executive director of TaylorLux. His company is working on new technology called Integritech text helps to trace material authenticity from Rome down to final products. It marks natural fibers as cotton, wool, wool, silk. So today it's all about product integrity and traceability.
0: Let's go to the interview.
1: Welcome, Alex, to our podcast today.
0: Well, thank you very much for your invitation. We basically want to go through a few questions. We want to just hear your thoughts, Alex, and then, of course, we can have a conversation about it. So question number one is, do you believe it's possible to achieve 100% transparency across the fashion supply chain?
2: <laughs> this, this is a good question. And the quick answer is uh, no. I do not believe that it is possible to um, get 100% of uh, transparency by uh, traceability in the fashion supply chain, um, and I'll tell you why. I do love Pareto, uh, the eighty twenty 20 role, mm. and when we would come from maybe a couple per mil today uh, in terms of transparency and traceability to 80%, I think this is about uh, the maximum we can achieve because there will always be gray zones, there will always be uh, material and products which are somehow in a gray zone where people just do not want to have full transparency. By Pareto, uh, the last 20% coverage take 80% effort. And if we can, with 20% effort, cover 80% traceability and transparency, I think this is a um, goal which may be to achieve realistically, although from today's point of view, it is um, a very high, a very challenging goal because we are so low on the actual situation in terms of our, our traceability.
1: Do you believe the biggest um, bottleneck is the human aspect that that companies would just like not go for the transparency even if it's possible or the technical capability across the value chain?
2: If people want to achieve things, then it is possible. And even if we uh, take the worst possible education that people are not able to write and to read which is maybe the case in some areas. Uh, I don't want to name a country but we know that a lot of uh, production takes place in Asia and yes we have very poor conditions at the working base but I think if it is a need to document the turnover of a material or a product from A to B and just to make sure that this is documented it is possible. Hmm. If people do see an advantage for this documentation, or if if they don't see an advantage, and if the advantage is bigger not to document because you can mix or blend or cheat, this is my saying, as you know mixing, blending, and cheating is a is a standard in the in the textile industry. If you can make more money with mixing, blending, and cheating, you avoid any kinds of of documentation. Or traceability and transparency.
1: What is your favorite myth in fashion supply chain um, industry?
2: <laughs> I did not have to think long about this. Yes, okay. I, like um, I think it is the, the my favorite myth really is certificates create security. Oh. Yeah. This is the favorite myth because this is what what happens today. This is from my um, perspective the reality is that Everybody's dealing with certificates and they say, okay, my uh, company, no matter if it is a producer or um, a fiber, deliver- they say we are certified um, we have the certificate we can name now <laughs> GOTS, GRS, and so on. It's it's all the same. There is an audit once a year, processes are documented, and um, then there's a stamp on a piece of paper and it hangs on the wall and there's your certificate. And also at handover or takeover certificates it's like a delivery note on the paper it is now three tons of organic cotton for example what it really is the material related to the certificate
0: is a question mark it's something totally different So, a question about that um because i think it happens in different areas not only in, in like sustainability right it happens to in quality right that we have like certifications for quality and again, it's all about getting the documentation or getting a certificate. But at the end of the day, the focus is not on making quality product. It's on being certified that you make quality product. Same uh, is it's happening uh, with social measures. You know, like you, get, you want to get your certificate, the good social practices. Again, the motivation is to get the piece of paper or to get a certification. And it's not, and it's, it's how, what's the minimum you can do to get to that certificate? The right. same way that, like, at least in quality, we're moving away from certifications and kind of like every, at least in our world, like every retailer, every every brand has its own standards. They like forget about certifications now and like listen, if you want to work with me, boom, this is my folder. This is what quality means for me. And everybody's kind of dealing with quality in their own way, in their own standards that usually are you know more rigid than the standards of the EU or the standards of like of, of ISO. So. You think that something like that is going to happen in a supply chain that people are going to move certifications aside and say okay if we're going to do business this is this is what i want
2: yes and i, I see it from a very positive as, aspect but i think of the brands and retailers who take the effort to define their own standards are doing something really interesting because they are creating facts and standards where they believe in themselves. And they have good reasons to do that, because um, if we just look for something like the green uh, button in Germany, it's a new label which the German government has created last year for supply chains and and textile industry, and it starts basically at cut and sew. Um, But everything um, before that, from fiber to the ready product is not included today and germany is the only country in europe um, with this new standard and and germany went ahead because all the other european countries did not want to do that that fast in terms of in terms of speed so if we went want to wait for a political standard somehow nationwide Europe, Europe or, or worldwide, it will take years until something happens and companies are just faster when Somebody says we want a certain standard. We want to make sure that this is really organic cotton We want to make sure there is no child labor We want to make sure there's only uh, biodegradable on dyeing material Or uh, which we use for colors then they can do that They can check that and they can make sure that the products are made that way I think that's a very good way and when we think we must wait for a global standard for
0: something, I think we will wait forever. What do you see as the most innovative recent fashion supply chain, either initiative, project, startup? And I know that you are, are very, very involved with you know, contacting people on LinkedIn and trying to read the news. So I'm really curious about, you know, from everything that you have read and heard, what really gets your attention?
2: Yeah, For me the most um, innovative um, initiative has been a pilot project in 2019 which has been carried out by Fashion for Good uh, in cooperation with the Organic Cotton Accelerator in the Netherlands and uh, CNA Foundation carrying uh, PVH and Zalando and this was carried out at Organic Cotton so that was a field trial basically where different technologies have been applied at a farming level at a ginning level and then um it has been checked uh, what kind of traceability technology uh, from only blockchain to different physical um marking systems uh, is reliable throughout the supply chain to the end product. I think that was really innovative and it showed big differences between the different technologies, and this is the first time, from my um, knowledge, that uh, somebody has had the guts to say, "Okay, what is available in the industry? Mm-hmm. What can we really do for for uh, with traceability? What is the advantages, the different the, the disadvantages of our different technologies to give an overview? And of course, from all perspective, it has helped that people recognized." first time that there is something like our traceability or uh, available in fashion.
1: How your technology will disrupt or maybe enhance existing fashion ecosystem. Please share Alex.
2: Yeah, Um, I have a dream. And my dream is that organic cotton is becoming or is getting um, a fair price, which it has not today. Organic cotton is only costing maybe 10% more than than uh, conventional cotton. Why is that the case? Um, My guess is that about four or five times more products are claimed and sold to be organic cotton than there's organic cotton grown at this globe. My dream is that there will be um, um, traceability integrated in organic cotton and that at every product you can just check with a simple sensor at the store level if it is organic, yes or no. And that just a thumb in the air, organic cotton is at least fifty percent higher in price at the farming level, maybe a hundred, than uh, it is today.
1: Could you be able to just give very, very simplified version to our viewers what is the technology about?
2: Yeah. One sentence, maybe it's a long sentence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we provide we provide an optical fingerprint which is integrated in the material and it has Three advantages. It is invisible, it is machine readable, and it's legal evident. And this combination is really unique. We start at the fiber level. So the fiber uh, gets the marking. Uh, we can talk about the details, but uh, the, the, the marking is integrated in the fiber, and then it goes through the spinning, it goes to weaving, knitting, um, um, and at every place we can check with the sensor if the material is still original and if it is 100% or if it is mixed or blended with non-marked material and goes really through the complete process to the ready garment or product even if it is a bed sheet or a shirt no problem with the simple cha- sensor within a second you can check if that is the original material yes or no. It is really simple. It is so simple.
1: Okay, if I would like to buy Hermes back, and I would like to make sure that that's a real product. How can I uh, use this t- technology to be able to kind of like authentify um, my potential purchase?
2: So, or maybe um,
1: owners of the systems, how, how can they use this technology to be able to um, make sure that it's a real, real product?
2: Yeah, the authentication needs a special sensor. We work with particles that react to light. So the principle is light in and light out, and this light out is checked with uh, spectroscopy. Spectroscopy is the analysis of light. Um, The advantage is that it is uh, really fast. Nothing is faster than the speed of light, so it really um, takes place within a second. But the disadvantage is you need a special sensor. Even if it is not more expensive than a smartphone, it is still a special device which is not designed for the end user. At the max it will be in a store or it will be in a logistic center or at a customs that they check if that is original or, or if it is a fake. But we are working on a solution with labels when when the product um, gets a label for example, with the QR code, then you can read that with your smartphone and when mm-hmm. we provide a database and from our side we, we can that we can do that. we are working with our label or manufacturers and with brands of course to connect this data from the product which has the QR code to data we provide um, before the QR code is basically connected with the product at the place where the lady sews the shirt or, the, or the, the, the badge sheet so that we have um, in terms of data the bridge from the store where you check your product with the smartphone through the fiber, back to the
0: fiber, where we integrated our marking. How do you keep that that uniqueness of the idea?
2: Yeah, um, blockchain is a good keyword, um, because it is is very much discussed right now. Um, From my perspective, uh, blockchain is uh, very important when it comes to data security. So if you store data and you want to make sure that this data cannot be manipulated anymore. And we all know it comes from our currencies. It has been developed uh, for uh, for Bitcoin, for example. And everybody can understand that if you have a digital currency, you want to make sure that nobody can um, double the money or triple the money or just absolutely. can, can <laughs> cheat. It. It's, it's absolutely necessary to have a data safety storage technology in place. We see that a little bit different at um, the data of textile material. We are using Microsoft Azure as um, the cloud our base and yes, there is a blockchain module we can use to store the data on different servers. Mm-hmm. And yes, we can use blockchain to secure our data or traceability data in the cloud. We don't do that because Nobody has really the knowledge and the interest to go into traceability data and manipulate that. For that, you first would have to understand logically what data is stored where. This is our internal knowledge. And (laughs) let me take it this way our engineers have a challenge enough to understand all this data. (laughs) How could somebody from external manipulate the data. It doesn't make sense at all. Mm. And yes, you can make the storage of certificates more safe with blockchain. But the, the problem we had at the beginning, if the certificates really tell you what material has been used oh. after the beginning, is a total question. So yes, you increase the, the, the security of the stored data of certificates with blockchain. Great. But if your material is something totally different than, for example, organic cotton, what is it good for? This is where our technology comes into place. We have a physical marking which you cannot extract from the product anymore. You cannot exchange it anymore. If it's blended into the fiber, it's in the yarn, it's in the product, it's everywhere. You can document it at every place. You get true data and true documentation, and you cannot change that anymore.
1: Are you predominantly focusing on business to business, or you're looking into business to consumer as well, traceability um, potential?
2: Today, 100% is B2B, uh, very clear. I think our customers will be other um, businesses so it, for us it will be a B2B business but information will be provided to end users.
1: What was, the, what was being your biggest failure challenge and what are the main learnings from that?
2: Uh, honestly the biggest failure has been on to believe that it is good enough to have the best technology solution.
1: That's Which been your biggest failure
2: that 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 is good enough, and people come and say, "Okay, we need this, We want this, and then you are just in, uh, in sales. No, it is not, and this is how we met. um I think that um communication about it or uh, marketing uh, is really the key to first make it visible um to educate people to understand what traceability is, where the differences are exactly what we are doing in this in this podcast, and this is why I'm thankful. Uh, For this opportunity or to explain a little bit more details. This is exactly what I underestimated and uh, Where I put much more efforts into since about half a year than I did years before to repeat uh, the answer It's not uh, enough to have the best or technology or solution Um, You need to talk about it and to work with people on that um, Is a very uh, Positive aspect. I like that very much
1: so you're really focusing on the marketing aspect, understanding the customer, working closer, uh, participating in podcasts. We will also add all your information down below in the comment section so people can just straight go to your LinkedIn profile, approach you directly and learn from your journey. Thank you so much, Alex. We really, really appreciate you coming and talk with us today. Thank you.
2: Thank you very much uh, for your engagement, for the. For the questions, for the time, and I uh, really enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you very thank much. You. Thank you very much.
1: we be Thank you, guys.
2: Start, start Bye.
1: in integrity Sorry. <laughs>